Hello and welcome to another episode of Alcoholitics. I am your host, Terrain Myricks. I am joined by your co-host, Katrina Myricks. Katrina, how are you? Hanging in there. Yes, hanging in there. We, we... <laughs> so yesterday, we um, uh, kind of celebrated your birthday a little bit, right? Yeah. Um, it was your birthday on, what was it, Thursday? Mm-hmm. Happy birthday. Thanks. I hope it was magical. Cool. Um, so we, uh, on, on Friday, we did a power hour. And then after that power hour was over, we took a weird, unprecedented step and did another power hour. <laughs> um, so for everyone listening, I would recommend not doing that. Don't do that. Especially if you are drinking like rum and Coke, don't do it. It is thick. It is hard to do. And you're going to be like, ah, this was a mistake. <laughs> I spilled a lot of childhood secrets. Then. Yeah, uh, that was, <laughs> holy shit. It was unsettling some of the things you said. <laughs> it was unsettling. Because I'm like, I know I've heard it before, but like, what? Don't do this. <laughs> um, We are joined uh, this week by um, two return guests. We like them uh, both in varying uh, degrees. Um, one one of our uh, one of our returning guests is the host of his own podcast called Arista Movie Adventure, um, where he talks about movies that he has watched with other guests. Um, he has come on this podcast numerous times. Uh, Arista Voorhees, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Good. I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on again and plugging that podcast. Yep, again, uh, which, that's what happens when you come on another person's podcast. There should be time to talk about yeah. the podcast that you do. So, you know, we recently did a great episode with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you and I did one. We watched Contagion. Uh, you know, my the other guest that's joining us today also, I made watch Contagion with me, so... She has thoughts on that movie too, and uh, we are well. we are going to touch on that. Um, we're going to touch Ooh. on that real quick. Um, uh, so let me introduce that guest. She has been on this podcast once. We've tried to book her like every week forever, um, and <laughs> uh, we like her a lot more than Arista. It is Caitlin. Caitlin, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Oh yeah, I'm back. <laughs> oh I'm, yeah, I'm good. I'm good, and I'm glad you guys are alive after that double power hour i wouldn't ever recommend it yeah. ever like we did it because we saw another power hour where it's like ooh, these songs we really like it'll be fun to do like you know listen to these songs for a minute and oh, like that will get you yeah and we we're like oh no this is not oh no <laughs> like oh man we shouldn't be doing this at all i in fact we ordered pizza um and I guess I guess I must have been drunk when we made when we ordered the pizza. Yeah, definitely. Uh, because uh, in the comments now in the in the comments for one in the pizza I did put like we appreciate you all very much because they literally are a block and at like literally like a block away from us and we have them delivered to our house. Um, it's you need a pizza. They're fucking great. Order from you need a pizza in Bloomsburg. They're fucking awesome. But we also um <laughs> for the for the d- delivery directions <laughs> I put. Um, put p- pizza on porch, scream, and run away. <laughs> I got real drunk. Don't do two power hours. Um, I also, um, before we get fully, fully started, um, I wanted to mention, um, Caitlin, I am drinking the wine that you got me for my birthday. 
and nice. it is lovely. I am almost done the bottle. It is absolutely lovely. Thank you. Nice. I'm glad you're enjoying it. I'm also partaking in some red wine. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. What kind of red wine are you having? I don't know. Am I allowed to name drop brands? Yeah. I mean, I don't get paid for it, but you still should do it. All right. It's a Boggle Pinot Noir. Ooh. Yeah. That's what I'm talking. Boggle, did you say? It's called Boggle. Like it's, it's like the board game Boggle. <laughs> yes, but minus one G. Oh, okay. Bogle, got it. <laughs> oh shit! Is that how you say? I it? have no. I'm it's literally. I'm just throwing this around. I have no oh, fucking no. idea. I have no idea. Um, oh, Arista, man. we watched Contagion. Give us give a little bit on what you thought about uh, Contagion and uh, Contagion in the time of COVID. Well, it's a good movie. Matt Damon tries his best. Uh, it's very spooky. <laughs> it's very, like, um, tense, just given that what we're going through right now. Like, they throw around terms like social distancing, which, as we discussed, is not something we knew before the month of February. But this movie was made in 2011, so, really? you know. Yes, That's it crazy. was. Fucking bananas to I hear that. I didn't know that. It said, I thought that was a made-up term for no, this specific thing. It no. said social distancing. I think it said some shit about droplets. I'm like, <laughs> yep. I'm like, this shit. Oh no. It's too real. <laughs> so Caitlin, you um you were forced to watch the movie at gunpoint by Arista. What did you Correct. what did you think about the movie? Yes, and then I was not invited on his podcast. So <laughs> it's a double whammy. Wait, before you go into what you think of it. I now that I have you both here and and you're trapped and I'm recording. What 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 the fuck? Why has she not been on any episode yet? Why has I've, she not I've, been on any I episode? I haven't invited yet? her, but ask her how many episodes she's listened to. I don't want to ask her that. I I know yeah, Look, I did another podcast without Katrina and I know the answer to how many episodes <laughs> does Actually, you know you're right. That, to be fair, I I she gave me a face. To be fair, I had to like bother you before I you started. I listened to with, many episodes of Getting Blitz. I had to bother you before you started doing okay, it. Okay, it's not a subject matter I care about. Okay. <laughs> ooh, ooh, it comes out. Anyway, uh, look, well by the way, that podcast may be coming back at some point. Um Caitlin, what did you think of the movie? very similar to what you guys have kind of you know pointed out it's a little creepy that these things were really too relevant but it almost made me feel better because that shit was way worse Mm -hmm. covid ain't that bad compared to contagion so i'll take it that's true. We did talk about like how the fact that like there are there's like a car with no wheels on a sidewalk just surrounded by piles of trash at day like what? 100. <laughs> and, I think that that was like day 26. 20. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Day 23 shit was just off the rails. But they always had electricity. That bothered me. Um but but yeah. Uh and Caitlin, before we get into our our top story tonight, you wanted to um talk a little bit about school reopening. And I know that right before the podcast you said, "No, I don't need to do that." <laughs> well, <laughs> here's the thing. I already said we were going to do it, and I actually as I started saying what I was saying, uh forgot that we weren't going to do it, and then I found myself here anyway, so I threw you under the bus instead. Wow. So <laughs> so um 
Now, I know we talked about it like a couple of weeks, uh, actually, like probably like three weeks ago, we talked about um, school reopening. We actually have seen... It was like a month ago, because we've taken two weeks off between the last couple podcasts. Right. That's what I thought it would be like three weeks. No, it was like a month. Okay. A month ago, we talked about it. Um, <laughs> now we're actually seeing the um you know the 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 visuals of schools reopening um a school in Dallas Georgia um had a photo come out with a lot of students very close together in a hallway no one wearing a mask a couple and, people wearing masks sorry my apologies some people wearing masks i would say the vast majority of students were not wearing masks right would that be fair yep. um and um of course, there were swift punishments um, for the school uh, because of how unsafe it was. <laughs> Just kidding. The kid who took the photo got suspended, um, <laughs> which <laughs> fucking, of course, um, they were unsuspended and whatever. But and they also did an interview with um, her name was Hannah Walter uh, Waters, by the way. She's fucking cool. But she did an interview. Um, and of course, um, going to a school in Georgia, she said, I followed the the great John Lewis and made some good trouble. I thought that was awesome. Um, but Caitlin, what did you think about, uh, what do you think about schools reopening and the, the safety issues that it, it, they face right now? Yeah, I saw those photos and they, they didn't look good. They certainly didn't look good. Um, I think I'm pretty proud of, of my city, Philly, because they announced that the first marking period is going to be all virtual. Yeah. Um, and they haven't made any promises past then, but, I think they would like to do a hybrid if it's safe, but ultimately, um, by them doing the first marking period virtually, that shows me they're taking safety and health as the first priority. Mm -hmm. So I, I like that for Philly. I don't see it happening other places. Chicago, maybe, uh, just to, okay. sorry, to, to, not to cut you off, but Chicago actually um, said that they are doing it virtually right now um, nice. to start the school year. Um, they're, I think, one of the one of the only major cities in the U.S. that that made that distinction. I guess as well as Philly, as you said. Nice, another cool city, Chicago. Um, but yeah, I I just mainly feel bad for my friends and anybody who works in a school setting and has to deal with this crap. Yeah. I think it's uncool. I think it's very uncool. And I, I think it's smart. I agree. Arissa, did you have anything to add? Uh, I, I, I don't know if you wanted to bring this up, but the but Governor Wolf in Pennsylvania, our governor, mentioned that uh, sports should right. be like, strongly encouraged mm -hmm. to be postponed until January. Mm -hmm. And um, in uh, a previous life, I interned for my local state representative in Carbon County. He's a Republican. And um, I'm friends with him on Facebook, and he releases uh, statements. And his statement regarding this subject was uh, basically like, this tyrannical governor keeps trying to step on <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And all the comments underneath were like, yes, yes, Doyle Heffley, you are right. Our governor is a tyrant and literally Hitler and, you know, <laughs> et cetera. And I'm just, the thing is, it's like, one, Governor Wolf strongly suggested he didn't ban it outright. Two, like it's like the PIAA, which is the governing body of high school sports in Pennsylvania, released a statement saying, like, uh, we want to take care of the students' mental health and therefore we want to do sports. Yeah. Or some, something like that. Yeah, it was really, just... really fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah. Like... <laughs> and it was like, we want to, we, uh, not having sports for students would be hard on their physical, emotional, social, and mental health. And it's like, hey, you know what's probably also hard on all four of those things? Them catching COVID, feeling <laughs> sick, coming home, killing their grandparents because yeah. they get, infect them with COVID. I yeah. feel like that would probably have negative effects on all of those. <laughs> So, 
Yeah. The, the PIAA, which I believe is the Pennsylvania Interscholastic Athletic Association, can go fuck themselves. Yeah. Um, also, I'm I'm glad you uh, I'm glad you name dropped your your um, your state senator or your state representative rather. Um, fuck that person. They 100% suck. And start calling <laughs> just call them out on Facebook. Sometimes it works. <laughs> when I when I interned for him, he was a very he's a very nice person to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he brought me in, into the Harrisburg State House like answered all of my questions like took the time to not just like intern you know he actually like learned my name you know some decency there Mm -hmm. but then like just he got very trumpy and i'm it's upsetting because it's this long-running thing of people that you liked uh sort of embracing trumpism and Mm -hmm. now i don't like them anymore i agree it's really hard to like see people you respect um just kind of jump on that trump train and Ride it out, regardless of how you know, uh, callous, uh, heartless, sexist, racist, misogynist, xenophobic. <laughs> however hard it is, like it's hard to see people that you respect do that. Um, by the, oh, sorry, hang on a second, I have another call, and we're got rid of that. Um, it's but it's really hard to. I, that's never happened, by the way. I never get. No one calls my phone, so like what? only spammers. Literally only spammers, and they don't call it this time on Saturday. But anyway. It was representative he heard he heard he heard he he's about to defend his position he tapped into my shit (laughs) but yeah like it's really hard for to like see you know people that you respect do that and like sometimes you really want to ask them like what the fuck is going on like how can you allow yourself to fall into this absolute lunacy um speaking of which if you're listening dr strine please come on the podcast whenever you'd like to i have a lot of questions about what the fuck's going on with you um let's move on let's move to uh our uh first main topic of the night um which is or or the day i'm sorry you guys are listening to the podcast at any point um uh, the axios interview um that jonathan swan did with donald trump um I'm not sure why Donald Trump goes to other outlets and, like, respected journalists. Um, I'm not sure why he's doing that. I'm not sure why he's doing that during an election year. Um, Because usually when it's over, the headlines are absolutely terrible for him. And this interview was no exception. Um, the guy's like holding up papers like a crazy person. I uh, honestly kind of like Rudy Giuliani during enter- any interview he does. Uh, just holding up papers going, no, look at this chart. Look at this chart. We're the best. And then Jonathan Swan looks at the chart and is like, what? <laughs> um, Katrina, let's start with, with, specifically uh, the coronavirus questions within um, the interview. Um, Donald Trump was asked um, about uh, his, his, uh, the way his positioning um, emotionally, not emotionally, but like his messaging during, during um, coronavirus while also, you know, having a thousand Americans die a day from Corona to which he responded. um, People are dying. It is what it is. Um, Go. Well, I I want to speak a little more broadly first. Sure. Because um, I, I had the same question. Once I saw that this interview was making news, I'm just like, why does he keep doing interviews? It never goes well. I don't understand who's telling him to do interviews. Because he is, like, so notoriously anti-press. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think he regularly did interviews 
at all throughout the three and a half years he's been the president. Not really. Up until now, he's suddenly doing a bunch of interviews, and it's like, why? So who's telling him to do mm-hmm. this? I don't understand. And the thing is, like, I didn't watch it until today. I think it happened a few days, like, like four or five days ago. It's It's been out for a bit. August 3rd was when... Five days ago. Uh, yeah. Um, so... When I saw all the headlines, I expected it to be worse than it was when I watched it. You thought it was better than... Yes, honestly. Oh, this <laughs> is a take I didn't expect coming. Please continue. I mean, it's that thing where, like, he is a child and you expect absolutely nothing from him. Mm-hmm. And then when he does the basic thing, you're like, okay, that's Wait, better than I thought so, it would be. So when he asked, when he said, when when Jonathan Swan said, "Oh, you're doing case by, uh, sorry, death by case," I'm talking uh, death by population, and the president said, "You can't do that." You thought it would be worse. <laughs> well, like the thing was, he kept his like composure, like that same kind. Like I, I would expect him to get more upset about being challenged than he did. Like, it was almost like he was on some pills to, like, just keep him calm <laughs> throughout the whole thing. It was um, a Xanax interview. Yeah. Like, like he did seem way calmer than I would expect. He's still absolutely insane, and the things he said were insane, but, like, he seemed calmer. He seemed like he had facts in his head. Like, they weren't what relevant, the and they were fu- his own version of facts, but stuff I wouldn't expect him to just, like, be blurting out. But, I mean, it's not an interview that anyone would have watched and been like, you know what, he is doing okay. (laughs) But that interview doesn't exist. Like, I don't know. That's like, what is the point of this? It only creates negative headlines because he'll, even if he does, like, a, for him, semi-decent job, Mm -hmm. he's still going to say at least, like, three things that will make a terrible headline. Mm -hmm. So I don't. I just don't understand the strategy behind it. But specifically the Corona stuff, it's just like, I love that he was taught. I wish like, like uh, the interviewer I thought did a, a very good job of just pushing back where Mm -hmm. others won't, but he still spoke to him in a way that I think Trump felt like he was the big guy. So (laughs) he was willing to like cooperate a Mm -hmm. little more. So I think he did, he did well with that. But like, just saying you can't do that with the, the case numbers, <laughs> like, that was insane. You can't Talking do that. about the Tulsa rally and, and the coronavirus, he's like, it spiked, like, a month later. Nothing to do. Like- it's like, well, how the fuck? Like, literally, he's like, firstly, he was like, uh, you reported that there were, like, 6,000 people. There were, like, 12,000 people. <laughs> One, that's not better. You're not making a good case for yourself. But I love that and the then- interview's like, why is that a Why good thing? Why is that a good thing? And then he's like, and then it spiked, then cases spiked there. It was, they were down there, and then they spiked there like a month later. And it's like, dude, you killed your friend Herman Cain. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I, he would have mentioned that. I don't, I real, that was one thing I'm like, ooh, why don't you mention that? Why don't you mention that Herman Cain was there and then he died of COVID-19? Caitlin, what did you think? Katrina apparently says that this interview wasn't as bad as we all thought it was. <laughs> Caitlin, what do you think about this interview? I'm gonna, I'm gonna break your heart or maybe blow your mind here, but I have a similar take. What on fucking earth is happening <laughs> on this podcast? <laughs> no, it's not a, it's not my whole take. It's a sliver of my take. Um, but I did say it to Arista right before we jumped onto this po- fabulous podcast um, was that I was surprised he finished. 
I was like, at least he didn't storm off mm -hmm. um, or refuse to answer certain questions that we know of, at least. And Arista pointed out that's a very low bar. Yeah, but, but... for sure. For sure. Very low bar. It's our bar for, like, Biden at debates. <laughs> we're like, as long as this guy doesn't accidentally piss his pants in front of everybody, <laughs> oh. we're going to we're gonna say this is a win for him. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. But, sorry, go ahead, Caitlin. No, yeah, I mean, that... It's funny that Katrina said that because that is something I, I said just maybe 15 minutes ago. Like, oh, he finished. Um, but, yeah, no, the I like the part where he was pointing to papers and he just said, um, you know, we're lower than the world. We're lower than the world. We're right. first. We're, we're first. It's like, what? We're last, which means we're first. And yeah, I'm like, like what? That, that was a great line. I literally yeah. was just like, okay. I, I also mean... like the charts. Obviously, we have no idea what the charts he was waving were, but there were like five lines, and I'm just like, you, which? You... How did you selectively do these how charts? How many countries like, are there? Exactly. How many countries are there for you to like go? No, we're great because look, we're better than all of them. There are five like fucking graph bars on this, uh, Arista. Please help me out here. This was as bad as we all thought it would be, and it was, right? All right, so this is definitely, like, an own goal on the from Trump. No, like, I mean, everything he does is an own goal, <laughs> to be fair. Go ahead. Bob. I mean, the, he... So he's running for president, re-election, so he could have done a number of things to sort of maybe make the case for why he should re-elect Donald Trump, and instead he just whined about John Lewis, whined about Oh, we're getting to that. We'll get to that. Yeah, yes, yeah. We wished a uh, pedophile enabler well. Um, you know. <laughs> didn't like he had the upper. Here's the thing. I, I do apologize for cutting you off, and I, I just wanted to make this very, very clear. I wanted to know, like, make this known. There were numerous times within this interview that that uh, Jonathan Swan asked something and then, like, gave Donald Trump, like, maybe two or three chances to yes. fix himself, and he just couldn't do it. No. And I'm like. Okay, it's really easy to say, you know what? I said I wish her well, but what I meant was I don't just hope she doesn't die, but I hope that we find out the facts of it. Like, he couldn't say that. He couldn't bring himself to say that. Well, whatever reason why, I'm not going to speculate. But, like, but like he just, it just so many, so many times with so many issues, Jonathan Swan gave him, like, four to five chances to fix what he said. He just wouldn't do it. Arista, I'm sorry, go ahead. And I, I Okay, so I want to go... Just specifically to Jonathan Swan, um, uh, so I think he, Katrina already mentioned this, but I think he did a great job kind of interviewing because he sort of propped Trump up in a way that he didn't feel threatened, even though he was at, Swan was sort of threatening him. Mm -hmm. uh, specifically, he was like, I'm not arguing about your, your crowd numbers. I've covered your campaign. I know you can yeah. pull a large crowd. I'm just asking you, why are you killing them? You know? <laughs> that sort of thing <laughs> yes like look you're you i've never i'm not gonna argue that i've been at your rallies i've seen how you can get large crowds i know that you can get ratings but like why are you putting them in danger and so uh, the other thing I, I one of the other subtle importances of this interview that i think uh no one's really talked about is that swan sort of brought up trump's psyche uh basically what fuels trump's mm -hmm. and that's the the positive the power of positive thinking that's yes. that, like the, the book that Trump swears by, which, um, you know, it's why Trump never says anything negative. Uh, why? And, and I, that's not a positive thing. Trump re literally refuses to acknowledge anything bad ever. <laughs> so it's well, that's sort of, I think, one of the underrated aspects of the interview. And, and 
that part. Yeah, well, he refuses to acknowledge negative things now that he's the president, right? Like, before he would say all sorts of negative things. And and, and in some cases, he does, like, say negative things, but it's to gin up, like, the racist response from his base or whatever. But, like, but, but yeah, you're absolutely right. He's, like, for example, with coronavirus, he's trying to the secret the coronavirus. He's, like, trying. (laughs) What was the line? I tested positively into the negative. He literally (laughs) refused to say he tested negative for coronavirus. that's that's the that's what i'm talking about like the like that's how insane he is yeah that's how that's how deep it is in him but like he he is he is 100 trying to like the secret the coronavirus he keeps telling everybody it's it's handled it's already dealt with when it first Mm -hmm. started he was like we have 16 cases we'll have zero cases and then it got bigger and he's like we got a handle on it and then it kept getting bigger and everyone's like we should and medical professionals are like we need to wear masks and he's like fuck masks we don't need (laughs) like like it takes him forever to actually get to what is necessary right like he now is saying hey maybe we should wear masks hey maybe we shouldn't blah 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 um while still like man i really wish i could have that rally but like it's 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 absolutely bananas that this guy like 100 refuses to accept the reality of what we're living in right now which is a pandemic hellscape (laughs) like like we need leadership. We need actual leadership. And he he did say, and Jonathan Swan uh, gave him credit for like saying, like he changed his sort of changed his tone, where he's like, "It's gonna get worse before it gets better." Right? Like that's not a quote we thought we'd get from Donald Trump before. Like we got that, but he still one hundred percent isn't taking this nearly as seriously as he should be. And his tone, though maybe get you get a quote here or there that's better than what it was, he is 100% not shifted from where he was previously. Katrina, what do you think? Yeah, no, it's, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think the topics and the questions that were asked were like, I'm so surprised he agreed to all these things. Yeah. Because they were like just the here are the worst things you've done lately. Let's talk about them. You're doing a really bad job at this. Do you want to respond? And he's like, we're doing a great job. And Jonathan Swan just keeps going. No, you're not like it's bad. (laughs) It's real bad (laughs) with, with, with his, with his Britishness (laughs) or, or I'm sorry. Is he, is he Australian Australian rather, but really? Yes. Yes. But, but just with that, like (laughs) just with the interjections of just, no <laughs> like that's not what's happening manuals? what do you mean <laughs> manuals i re- you got to read the manuals you got to read the books what manuals that's like literally the the interview style that you need for donald trump which is he's gonna say a bunch of dumb shit key into something and follow up what manuals what books are you reading uh, he said something along the lines of like people are saying that this is all, like and he's like what people what people are saying this um let's let's quick go to um um, when talking about how great he is for the African-American community, um, Donald Trump said again that he has done more than any president has done other than arguably Abraham Lincoln, which means he thinks it's possible that he has done more than Abraham Lincoln. And free the slaves. But, and fight a war <laughs> for uh, the slaves. Really. I... I Jonathan Swan pointed out that Lyndon B. Johnson uh, passed the Civil Rights Act um, to <laughs> uh, to which Donald Trump uh, said, well, look at how that's turned out. <laughs> um, so real quick, uh, actually, hang on. 
how how has it worked out? Not look at let's he he phrased it as a question. So um, I'll go to Caitlin. Caitlin, how do you think the Civil Rights Act has turned out? And do you think that Donald Trump has done more for African Americans than any other president, including uh, Lyndon B. Johnson and Abraham Lincoln? I do want to say I think that was a laugh out loud moment mm -hmm. um, when he said, oh, how is that working out? Because he's right now heading the party that has done everything to suppress any progress or, mm -hmm. you know, just agreed. And sending federal troops to beat down <laughs> civil yep. rights protesters. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, it was, it, was a little, it was a little funny in a way that your mouth is like wide open. You mm -hmm. can't believe somebody said something, but you nervously laugh. Right. Um, You're like, this is hilarious if it weren't so horrifying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, what a weird thing for him to point out of all people. Mm -hmm. um, and just just what a what a what a thing. I mean, he's done more for black people than any other president, you know, arguably except for Abraham Lincoln. Uh, it just goes back to the, nar the narcissistic personality mm -hmm. um, that I think many of us have acknowledged Trump has. Right. Uh, but that is just, that's just above and beyond. That, that was shocking. So I'll take back my earlier statement that he, uh, he did okay in this interview. He did. He did. <laughs> I take it back. There we go. All right. I, I, I swayed one person. I was gonna go to Arista next, but now that I've now that I'm hot, uh, Katrina, <laughs> what do you think that this this moment in here made it so that this wasn't this was worse than we thought it would be? No, <laughs> damn it, <laughs> no, I never said it was good. I'm just saying, based on the headlines I saw, I thought it would be worse than it ended up being. Mm -hmm. That's all. I wasn't saying anything he said was good. I was talking more about his demeanor. Okay. And so again, this is a this is a like he didn't pee himself yes. during yes, the interview. Yes, that is exactly what <laughs> I mean. Right, right. Okay. All right. All right, I feel Nothing that. Nothing he said would be relevant to anyone except his base. Like Right. Nothing he said is something anyone would want to hear or no. be swayed by or be like, "Yeah, that's a good point." No. <laughs> Arista, what did you think about about that? We'll get in. I want to. I also want to get into the specifics of the John Lewis stuff in this as well. So if you want to talk about that, feel free. Um, but what did you think about this section of the interview? Well, this just goes back to what I was saying. That just what an own goal this was. I mean, this interview. <laughs> it, you're running for re-election. You need to. You need to widen your voter base. You won by the skin of your teeth. The first time by ten thousand votes in Wisconsin. No, 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 no. Hang on, I'm going to stop you right there. No, he he won the biggest electoral landslide in the history of this of the country. He <sighs> said, yeah. That. He yeah, says he even, that. He even brought it up. He brought, he, he brought it up during in this interview. He this... brought up the electoral map. Yep, yep, yep. And John Swan's like, I know. <laughs> I know. I'm not disputing this. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But yeah, I just so, want to make sure that you're clear that this was the biggest electoral landslide in history. Um, there's, there's, keep in mind, keep in mind. Um, I think it was uh, was it Dukakis that only won his. No, no, it was Mondale. Mondale only won his state. But go ahead. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so right now we have one of the largest civil uh, sort of unrest moments since maybe this possibly the '60s regarding African American and Black lives, and instead of trying to 
say, say state something that to reach out to maybe grab those voters, uh, whichever possible way he could. He doubles and triples and quadruples down on attacking them, on attacking their heroes and John Lewis, and and alienating potential voters. I just I don't understand his election uh, campaign strategy, and this uh, certainly doesn't lend any anything to that. On top of all the terrible shit he said. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. Um, Katrina, did you have anything else before we... I wanted to get to the specifics of the, jo- of the John Lewis stuff. If you wanted to talk about that, feel free. Yeah, um, I mean, it's hard to expect somebody who was unable to say a single good thing about a conservative um, <laughs> hero... Can I just, before I stop... Who died. Be- before, before you keep going... Can I just ask, and I know this is a really, like, this is just an out-of-the-box take, and it's probably wrong, but I want to ask, do you think maybe his problem was with dudes named John? <laughs> do, you think that, do you think that this guy just doesn't like guys named John? What was his dad's name? Fred. Ooh. Yeah, no, I guess not. <laughs> he could have had a teacher named John. I mean, his middle name is John. That's true. So... Oh it's definitely possible that this is like <laughs> that's my name. He hates himself and <laughs> is taking it out on other Johns. <laughs> Sorry, does, go does ahead. Trump ever, does Trump ever really kind of compliment anyone in a like substantial way? Though, does he ever really propose that anybody is a is someone who he looks up to? Well, hold on. Putin. He said he'd like to fuck his daughter. <laughs> he, yeah, did. he has on numerous occasions. And by the way, I know that this is a is a left wing podcast. I know that we are, I know, we're the left-wing echo chamber that only listens to left-wing ideas. But, like, legit, this guy has on numerous occasions said how much he wants to date his daughter if if she weren't his daughter. That's, that's unsettling but but katrina like you go back into it i just i literally just want to put it out there it's possible that he just doesn't like people named john he hates john stewart that's yeah he hates john stewart hates john lewis hates john mccain yeah he hates john's on both sides it's just certainly not surprising at all that he would be unable to say even the most basic Mm -hmm acknowledgement of john lewis um and his accomplishments after Mm -hmm. he was continuously denigrates a dead war hero (laughs) that the conservatives love so it's it's not surprising that he couldn't say that he was an impressive person Mm -hmm. yeah that was the thing that like got when it's the easiest thing to say that's the thing that got me is john lewis impressive i don't know i don't know john lewis i've never met him he didn't go to my inauguration he didn't go to my state of the unions like neither did fucking a lot of historical figures but you know them like uh, Frederick Douglass didn't and you commented on him. You, you praised him at some point seemingly thinking he was alive, which was weird, but like you, you 100% have an opinion on people who aren't like directly in your life. And Jonathan Swan, again, giving him an out. He just keeps giving this motherfucker outs. He was like, right. But like, personal opinion aside personal relationship aside what do you think of john lewis and president trump just could not get there because and i know this is gonna come as a shock i don't think he has the emotional capacity to figure this out Mm -hmm. i don't think he does 
I just don't think he has the the mental, the emotional capacity to understand dead civil rights leader. Say something nice. <laughs> like it's not that hard. He did a he did he was great for civil rights. Done. We would have fucking thrown this motherfucker a parade if he said it. Mm -hmm. That's all he had to say. He didn't have to say a lot. <laughs> like that's it. Um does anyone have any parting thoughts about this uh, interview before we move on to our next topic? I do, Arista, I, do. I, yeah, I was going to say, Arista, I hear your mouth. I hear your mouth making noise. What's up, Bubba? I just want to I want to point out that Trump railed against mail-in voting. <laughs> uh -huh. uh, and the thing he, he used as evidence, he said, someone received a ballot for their dog. Yep. So that's true. Someone did because they applied with a ballot for their dog. Right. And then immediately got caught. So like the system works. It's right. not that it's the reason why we know that happened is because they got caught. So mm -hmm. Trump, it's like, it's, uh, it's like saying, I, I don't know. I can't think of a good funny analogy. It's so stupid. No, it's, yeah. it's a, it's, you know, it's not really an, it's an anecdote that, that didn't really ex expose any flaws. It in fact, reinforced that it's a good system. Right. So I mean, that's, that yeah. part was great because we got to have the president say that he's going to refuse to acknowledge the results of the election and challenge right. the court. So also a great reelection strategy, right? I'm annoyed with this question, <laughs> by the way. I, I, I actually think we should stop asking him, is he going to accept the results of the election? I don't care if he accepts the results of the election. Yeah. I, I don't care. We ask, we should you know who we should ask is Mitch McConnell. Right. Well, honestly, I don't also don't care. Like my my thing is we need to stop like get like that gives him an out, right? That gives him an well, we'll have to see what happens in the election. We did this last time too, right? Where we asked we asked him if he was gonna accept if he lost to Hillary Clinton. And like 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 stop asking him. Well it's, he it's has different to, now. I, I agree. It's, it's different for now. Sure that, different it's different now because he's the president. However, if he loses the election, he loses the election. And if we have to drag his ass out of the White House kicking and who's screaming, we? Uh, who's we, the as we in, in your scenario, though? The Capitol, the, the Capitol Police. Oh, the sure, the ones he ordered the to like clear the streets with tear gas, like that he's had committing illegal acts for him that don't care and follow his orders. To be fair, was it the Capitol Police that did that, or was it the was it? The uh, Homeland Security Police, probably. Yeah, yeah. But Capitol, why doesn't Capitol he just Police. use them to block the... Like, he's shown that he is absolutely willing to completely bypass the actual powers he has and the laws of the land. So we should ask him how he feels about that? I mean... Why? It'd be nice if we know what his plan is. We do no, know what his plan... Regardless, he's going to cry and scream. And I agree that it's... One of the things that I think that about this is that it, we what we need to do is deliver the biggest fucking ons like like he should he should lose by a fucking mile right so that it's it's impossible for him to have any sort of uh, claim to the throne uh, for a, a lack of a better lack of better term um, but like I just I don't care for people going will you accept the election if you lose uh, no we know we won't what the fuck are we asking him that for. Ask him about other shit that actually, like, matters at this point. Because he's gonna, we know what he's gonna say. We'll have to see what happens. I don't know if I'm going to. We'll have to see what happens. We'll have to see if it's because of illegal voting. If it's illegal voting that made me lose, then I'm not going to. We, we know what he's going to say. So let's take the time to ask him about actual shit that we need to pin him down on. Then shit that we know he's already gonna fucking, like, we know what he's gonna say about it. 
That's just me. Uh, does that... <laughs> Yeah, all, all I have to add is Arista stole my punchline, and that was going to be dead people and dogs. And <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> rough. He took it from me. Rough. Oh, I like that you keep making that rough joke, Arista, too. That's good. <laughs> rough, rough. Um, <laughs> let's, keep... <laughs> oh, let's move to the next topic. Um, the New York Attorney General. Uh, Letitia James, um, Tish James, uh, has moved to dissolve the NRA um, due to uh, them being essentially just a slush fund for Wayne LaPierre and the um, upper executives. Um, Arista, I know you know the speci- I know you know specific stuff that they had. I know they had like a $3.6 million luxury black car services and travel consultants. I know they had a lot of like bananas uh bananas specific uh just upper echelon like nonsense do you do you remember that stuff do you have that on on hand uh not immediately on hand but it was it was stuff like like traveling with private jets yep it was things like you said the the 3.6 million black car expense was in a two-year period i do remember that because that's like an insane the joke i made was that's an insane uber tab (laughs) yeah Uh, (laughs) They, you know, and, they also did like they also like directed millions of dollars specifically to uh, relatives of theirs in, in contracts, right? Yeah, yeah. They took eight. Yeah, yes. And they took eight trips to the Bahamas with uh, with this. Wayne Lapierre did took eight trips to the Bahamas with his family within a five year period. Got got the NRA used NRA funds to pay for it. Mm-hmm. They went to safaris in Africa and mm-hmm. other parts of the world, costing hundreds of thousands of dollars. And all uh, I can go way deeper into this, but. Really, the people who should be most mad about this are NRA members. That's people what I was gonna paid, say. Pay their dues before you know? we before we get to before we get to that because that's one hundred percent what I was gonna. That was the first question I had, but I, I kind of wanted to like get in the specifics of like the um the uh, erroneous spending that they did. Well, one of the I think one thing that you need to mention is that the reason this is all a problem is because they're supposedly a nonprofit. Right. Right. Yes. They are a nonprofit that is supposedly um, representing gun owners to make sure that gun owners have the right to own. Gu- Let's just be clear. Um, they are actually there for gun manufacturers mm-hmm. um, to make a fuckload of money um, and continue to dupe people into believing that gun rights are suddenly just disappearing um, so that more people buy guns and gun manufacturers. Like they're, 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 Smith and Wesson's lobbying group. But anyway, um, uh, there also was, let's see the, and this is coming from a new, uh, from a, an NPR article from Tim Mack. Um, and there's something along the lines of, um, there's a person that's there. Um, Joshua Powell, who was the NRA chief of staff, um, and his <laughs> salary suddenly tripled <laughs> during his time there. Um, his salaries began at like $250,000 and became $800,000. Oh my. And then um, he also. Are there openings? (laughs) (laughs) They're also. uh, Powell approved a $5 million consulting contract to uh, a firm called McKenna and Associates. Um, And then that firm hired um, Powell's wife (laughs) Um, and passed a $30,000 monthly consulting fee through the NRA to Powell's wife. 
effectively giving that family more money. Um, so, um, Aris- a lot like what the Trump family does. It well, weirdly enough, um, isn't that the last uh, <laughs> uh, organization that was dissolved by the by the New York Attorney yeah, so General? Uh, I, I pointed out in this group chat that there is precedent that the New York Attorney General, not not the one prior to Letitia James, yeah. uh, they they dissolved a charitable nonprofit organization for abusing funds and stealing funds, and that was the Trump organization. So I think Letitia James cited that specifically as a precedent, mm-hmm. which is just fun irony for me. <laughs> oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. Um, so I wanted to make sure that was all known before we talked specifically about, um, you know, what this means and how certain people should feel about it. So uh, since Arista, you jumped the gun on, uh, what I was uh, going nice to pun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh bang bang. Well, what I was going to ask, I will go specifically to uh, Caitlin first. Caitlin, um, what do you think about this uh, this lawsuit, and how do you think that like people should think about it? I specifically um, members of the NRA, and, and this is why I love coming on this podcast because. This was not a subject I was very knowledgeable about before and might have learned today that the NRA was a nonprofit organization, technically. So what I have to say is that... Hmm, what do I have to say? The point that... the And I have had a good amount of wine since we've started here. Folks, but, <laughs> I feel um, it. I feel it. I'm with you. I'm with you. I feel the support, though. Over the airwaves, I feel the support. Um, No, I mean, the people who should be pissed are the people paying dues who think that the NRA is going to protect their guns. Um, And I don't I don't know what the NRA uh, media budget is doing these days. I don't follow closely, as previously stated, but they should be pissed that their dues are going to lining the pockets of these few rich families. Um, You know, it, it reeks of nepotism and they're doing a bad job of of what nonprofit nonprofits are supposed to do, which is fight for a mission. So yeah. they're, they're really just, uh, they're just kind of lining their own pockets and spreading the money amongst these chosen folks. Um, so yeah, the people who should be pissed are the, the member paying dues for me. I don't really care. Burn it down. Burn, <laughs> yeah. burn it down. Hell yeah. I'm with, I'm with you specifically in the, in the terms of like, that this 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 is gonna come as something that uh, obviously Lapierre, the NRA, is going to they're gonna be putting out advertising. They're gonna be putting out um, all sorts of things to say how terrible this is and how this is this is gonna negatively negatively affect um, gun owners and and gun rights activists. And this is really really bad for them. But truthfully, for for people who are gun activists, and you know. They don't get a lot of love on this podcast. I understand. And I just want you all to know that though I disagree with your idea that you should be able to own whatever kind of gun you want because just because you want it, I do understand that you want a group that's going to advocate for you and you don't want a group that's going to jack your fucking money and use it for, I guess, Ubers all across wherever uh, at at an absorbent amount. Like, 
exorbitant amount. I, I, I think that it's it's bananas. And I think that gun rights activists should be 100% on the, uh, on the side of dissolving the NRA and replacing it with a gun rights group that actually cares about gun rights and not about getting rich and getting gun manufacturers rich. Can, can I uh, interject with an anecdotal story real quick? No, Katrina, you go. <laughs> Ooh, rough. Oh, I'll defer to Arista. Okay, go ahead, Arista. Uh, she yields her time. One of, one of my friends, uh, he's a big Second Amendment guy, and when this went, this started going down, I was texting him about Wait, it. Wait, real quick, does he listen to this podcast? Probably not. Wow, fuck this person. All right, go ahead. Um, so he was telling me that he's not a member of the NRA. He thinks there's, like, overreaching with what they should be doing. Uh, he said that he thinks that either um, they should just dissolve and let another uh, gun lobby group kind of replace the effort to uh, protect the Second Amendment, not the other stuff uh, that the NRA does. And what I mean by the other stuff is, uh, did you know that the NRA gave Ajit Pai the Courage Award for repealing that neutrality? Yep. There we go. It, yeah. That's, that's not a two-way issue. So mm-hmm. I, I pointed this out to my friend. I said... Why would the NRA do this? And he just says, welcome to my frustrations. This is why I hate the NRA. Uh, He's the type of person you just jokingly described that, you know, he wants to buy guns and protect the right to buy guns for everybody. He does wish there was an actual group that just did only that. Yeah. Uh, Like, like, let's be clear. The NRA at some, at, at numerous points in their history, were not just a gun rights advocate group. For example, when the Black Panthers yeah. had guns, they were the ones who were like, no, 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 there needs to be some gun, gun control. That's weird. Doesn't make any fucking sense for their mission statement, but it's 100% where they were. Or like when you say the thing with Ajit Pai, they have they are essentially a well, an incredibly well-funded right-wing machine that, that funds right-wing causes and not necessarily gun stuff. <laughs> like, like. In fact, let's be clear. A lot of gun, a lot of gun owners, and and um, like they they support certain things like uh, mandatory background checks. But that's something that the NRA fought incredibly hard against. Like you have you have the NRA that kind of is here as um, uh, what they what they masquerade as a gun rights group. But really, they just kind of fund right-wing causes and apparently just take money and do whatever they want to uh, for their rich executives. And that's kind of it. They, they, that's kind of it. Anybody else? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of uh, like... it's. <laughs> It shouldn't be, but it's kind of surprising to me that they were just this brazenly corrupt when it's like, you know that the NRA is like almost the number one target for Democratic pot. Like that this is always a thing that but- comes up that we want to get rid of the NRA, dissolve the NRA. And, and how honestly it's like kind of surprising this is the first time someone's tried to do it and when there's so obvious legal issues at play here but they're the only but but to 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 push back against that a little bit they're the only well-known quote gun rights group unquote that's there so you're gonna have 
people on, you know, people who are Second Amendment rights people supporting it no matter what because they're the only ones. Right. They're the only game in town. I'm not saying I'm not saying anything disputing that. I'm uh-huh. saying it's surprising that they oh. are l- being so corrupt with <laughs> what seems to be so little attempts to hide it. Like oh, I, yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. they'd be a little more careful considering all yeah. the power they wield to make sure that they Aren't didn't a get taken down like this. Like like they can be a target, but if you're squeaky queen, like squeaky clean, you can still pay off politicians and <laughs> Everything, all the lobbying may do without, you know, risking your entire organization being dismantled. Caitlin, do you want to start an organization for gun rights with me uh, that rivals the NRA, but also doesn't embezzle a bunch of money? (laughs) I do, and I'll tell you why, Uh because I was going to bring this up. My stance on gun owning has changed. And it's because I watched the movie Contagion. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So, no, no joke. This, this, she turned to me and goes, this is why maybe we should get a gun. <laughs> during the movie? Wait. Yeah. What? Okay, good. At what point during the movie did you say that? Yeah, when Matt Damon's in his house and he sees people break into the neighbor's uh-huh. house and shots go off and he can't get through to 911. I'm not saying that we should always call the cops, folks, because I'm not saying that. But in this occasion, people had broken in with masks and shot a lot of guns off, and it seemed like they had murdered people. Um, and he was like, oh, shit, are they coming to my house next? And luckily they didn't. But then later he went over to their house, and he took the guns that were in their garage to protect him and his daughter. And I was like, yeah, no, this all out. Who was, making, who was making snow angels in the back with a boy? <laughs> Yeah, like a dumb little bitch. She should have stayed in the house. Just saying. We're all bored, okay? We're all fucking bored, but doesn't mean you go outside and kiss your teenage boyfriend in the snow and get, you know, get contagion. I don't know what they call the disease in contagion. I can't remember. MEV1? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that changed my stance on gun owning because that was pretty much the extreme, like, you know, no one's coming to save you and it's all out anarchy. Um, sounds like a then, Trump ad. It, oh my God. When they did oh, the, no. when they did the, okay, just real quick, just seriously, real quick. Um, when they did, uh, the, like he called nine one one, we're talking about contagion right now. If you want to hear more about it, go check out Arista's movie adventure. <laughs> it fucking, we talk about it like in, in the grand scheme of it, like the movie itself, but also the specifics of like the time we live in now. But something I don't think I mentioned in the podcast that I wanted to and forgot was when he called 911 and it gave him all of like the menu options, that was like almost verbatim a Donald Trump ad against Joe Biden saying that Joe Biden wants to defund the police. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh wow, this is hilarious." <laughs> well, you guys know we won't be safe. No. We won't be safe in Biden's America. We won't be safe in Biden's America because there's all sorts of stuff that's on fire. By the way, all of the um, <laughs> all of the footage that they used was in Trump's America. Arista, uh, anything else about this before we go? Do you have other um, gun owner friends that are like feeling a certain way about this? Do you know of like Do you know of anybody who any like actual gun owners that 
are like, no, they can't do this to us. Like, do you know them personally or? <laughs> no, no. So, uh, I mean, I only have really just the one friend that I discuss. Uh, and I lean on him a lot as my go-to, like, you're more conservative than me. <laughs> I'll use you right as an now. example on podcasts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, um, and let me repeat, he, he is a nice person. So, I, I, And he is very critical when Trump does stupid stuff. Look. I think he's that he's a great those... person. I think that he's wonderful. And if he doesn't listen to this podcast, uh, he can go fuck himself. But also, yeah. come come on the podcast and debate me, you coward. Go ahead. <laughs> so I will just kind of end on this part that um, this filing, and I'm, this is, uh, I mentioned this in our, our famous group chat as well, mm-hmm. that uh, Letitia James doesn't file this unless she has it. Uh, yeah. you, don't, you don't do this unless you've got it. This is This will end her career if... It blows mm-hmm. up in her face. So yep. that's why I'm kind of hopeful. Yep. Not, you know, because fuck the NRA. So, you know. Yeah. You well, don't you don't swing. You don't take this swing unless you fucking have it. Like, yeah. I agree wholeheartedly. There's no way that there's like, like, she has this. She has the evidence. She has everything she needs to put this shit away. You don't do this unless you fucking have it. Um... But yeah, I, I mean, wholeheartedly, uh, gun owners legit should be happy that this is happening because they need an actual organization that is going to fight for the rights that they believe in. Um, and I mean, the NRA isn't that organization. They are going to take that money. They're going to move that money to wherever they want to use it, um, including um, giving their spouses money, um, giving themselves money and, and just wholeheartedly fucking you over. So. Uh, congratulations uh, to uh, NRA dues-paying members. Um, you don't have to deal with this nonsense anymore. We're gonna end with a. We're gonna end the show with um, a topic that I allowed one of our guests to uh, choose, um, <laughs> and that guest is uh, Mr. Uh, Arista Voorhees. Arista, you wanted to talk about the idea of should Joe Biden debate. Donald Trump. Um, they have they have ske- uh, scheduled uh, debates. I believe they have three debates that are scheduled. Um, Donald Trump actually wants to add a fourth, and he wants to add that fourth before <laughs> Katrina. I love that you're lying <laughs> down and just making finger signals at me, so I know what I'm talking yeah. about. I do. Thank you, though. You got it. Um, he also he wants to add a fourth, um, so that one comes earlier during the early voting period um so i will defer to you mr voorhees uh should joe biden debate donald trump well i want to sort of bring up two things on this Mm -hmm. the first is that the trump campaign and donald trump and donald trump jr and all of his sort of posse has tried to frame this as frame joe biden as not being mentally competent not having all of his competencies right and therefore and to be clear he didn't take that test so he can verify that he understands what an elephant is or knows what a person man woman tv camera is (laughs) he bragged about a picture of a fucking elephant uh so they're they're trying to frame this like oh joe biden's scared to debate because he's not mentally competent blah 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 it's what they're running with and the second thing is that there's some some a few like liberal surrogates, uh, if you will, uh, have kind of publicly stated that Joe Biden shouldn't debate. Name uh, one them. of those. Yeah, one of them is former White House press secretary Joe Lockhart. And if you don't know who he is, he's the press secretary for Bill Clinton when he hey, was president. Maybe. 
he said like basically his thing was don't debate Trump. You're just giving Trump another platform to enable him to repeat the lies without going fact checked, um, which I would argue is on the debate moderators. Not that not that they're any good ever, but um, there's that. And then a uh, a former uh, Hillary Clinton uh, when she was running for president, former Hillary Clinton senior advisor, his name is Zach Petkanis. I'm mispronouncing that. Uh, he agreed to call for Biden to back out of any debates with Trump. Uh, and there are arguments basically like Biden's leading by a wide margin. Don't give Trump the Hail Mary that what he, he could use to close in that gap. And so, um, I mean, my, my thought is, one, that's dumb. Biden, uh, there's, a lot, there's a lot here, actually. Uh, the gap's going to close regardless, so don't use that as an excuse. Uh, and second, they, the, the Trump campaign has framed this that Biden, and you've already said this to they framed this as Biden being incompetent. So literally all Biden has to do is go on the stage and just not piss his pants <laughs> on stage. And he, it's, it's, he's won. He's won. Like Guys, we got to stop using this imagery. I Look, I don't like it, but it's accurate. <laughs> like, it's, it's honestly accurate. As long as he doesn't go on the stage and fully urinate in front of everybody. We're good. Like, like, as like, because here's the thing. It at some point it just becomes a riff off of two old men <laughs> saying banana stuff, and the we know for a fact that though Joe Biden says banana stuff, the like literally when Joe Biden says like the the black community isn't as diverse as the Latino community, it's not as much of a story because in the same day motherfucking Donald Trump's calling stuff you uh Yosemites and Thailand like yeah, Thailand. <laughs> like we're like I know I hate that we're in this situation but <laughs> I trust our guy to not out dumb the other guy on stage in front of everybody um Katrina I'm gonna go to you because you made a face I do think there is some merit to this idea Ooh, because I, I'm going to immediately I, transition to Caitlin. Caitlin, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You're another host. I can't do that. You will. She fucking looked like she was going to end my life. <laughs> Could you go ahead? I do think that the debates are not going to be in Joe Biden's favor. And I think that yeah. is because Why? We had Hillary Clinton, who was an absolutely excellent debater. I think did everything right that she possibly could have against Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. And it's still like, it but just doesn't matter when you've got somebody who is completely unwilling to like follow the rules of the game. So, But, but, I, but that doesn't matter. Let me fucking talk. Ooh. <laughs> so, That's what we need from Joe Biden. Yeah. Uh, no, he's gonna be like, my time's up. I yield my time. My time. I yield my time. Uh, my time's uh, up. What was that? I went over my, my time. Uh, you always, you never let me finish. Never let me finish my time. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know I what? Tell you my time's up. My time's up. I can't keep talking. Anyway, my time's up. So I, I think these debates are gonna be the absolute worst thing I ever have to watch in my life. Um, I'm gonna hate it so so much. Um, I think that they're both gonna be terrible. Um, <laughs> Wow. Joe Biden is not a good debater by any means. Donald Trump is a human train wreck. 
So it's just going to be very, very um, hard to watch. And I think part of the thing that is working in Joe Biden's favor is that we're not seeing him. Like, the news is all about how bad Trump is. And and that is why Biden is doing so well. So I think putting him front and center right next to Trump, some people are going to realize, wow, he's a mess, too. Yeah. So so I do think that... can I push back real quick? I, I I know. I just want to push back real quick. We've seen – I agree that I, overall – please stop. She's, like, hiding behind the pop stopper and just putting one eye out that's glaring, and it's fucking crazy. <laughs> but, okay, let's, let's, be, let's be clear. Like, like, we've seen Joe Biden, I agree, overall, not great debating. But we've seen him one-on-one against a competent debater, i.e. Bernie Sanders, right? Like, we've seen – a debate one-on-one Joe Biden v. Bernie Sanders, a person who, oops, excuse me, a person who I think wholeheartedly is a much better debater than, than Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Th- he, he did well in that debate. He held his own. Hopefully he'll continue to do well. But I think that Joe Biden is so susceptible to a combative attitude. I agree. He is so easily rattled. Mm -hmm. He's so So, easily baited. I wouldn't say rattled. I'd say baited. Yes. You can get him to jump at something. And that is all Trump is going to do. Yep. Yep. yep, All Trump is going to do. Law and order. Uh, I heard it that time. I heard it that time. I was just thinking, where are the sound effects? Oh, man, Katrina's upset about it. Uh, uh, wait, wait, before before you go, Arista, Caitlin, I don't think you've gotten... I, the... I just want to finish my thought. Oh, I'm oh. sorry. I thought you were finished. No. See, I, wow. I, I think there's validity in that don't aspect say wow. of it. I fucked up. Don't say Misogyny wow. Misogyny on yeah. the podcast. Misogyny. <laughs> but I do agree that he does need to debate, because if he doesn't... Mm-hmm. It will be the Trump message for yep. the entire that he's a coward, he's too afraid, he's he's mm-hmm. got issues so clearly mentally he can't incompetent, do it. he can't. Right. And, and it's hard to push back when you literally are una- unwilling to present yep. yourself to the American public in this forum. So that is all I wanted to say. My apologies. I do apologize for cutting you off. I 100% wanted to play that sound effect so badly because I knew they'd hear it this time. <laughs> um, so that's why I did it. Um, I'm so sorry. Uh, you should have seen her. She could not handle it. It was very loud in her ears, and she looked <laughs> so sad. Um, um, Arista, I know you want to talk, but I, I don't think I don't think I went to Caitlin yet, and I want Caitlin to get to talk before mm. before you go. And I do apologize, but Caitlin, go ahead. Yeah, guys. Also, I me. also have to let Caitlin talk because I'm a misogynist. Go ahead, Caitlin. Oh yeah, hell yeah. Hell. I did that on hell, purpose. Hell yeah. <laughs> that was that was my whole play. Um, it pains me because Joe Biden is a fellow blue hen like myself. You do, and so yeah, exactly. University of Delaware. Listen, folks. what we're talking, we're talking, we're talking UD. We're talking Joe Biden. We're cu- we're talking Elena Della. Uh, sorry, Elena Della yeah. Don. We're talking yeah. Caitlin. Yeah, we're all the same. UD, the- Joe Flacco. UD. Exactly, we're equal superstars. Me and that crew. I agree. Um, <laughs> but but it pains me because I think. What what Joe had in his appeal before was that just willingness to say shit that he shouldn't say, mm-hmm. but nobody cared because he was from Delaware, and nobody <laughs> cared because he was the VP to Obama. So we were like, okay, Joe, you can say Chinamen. It's fine. Wait, what? <laughs> Hang on. Yeah. When? Wait, no, I'm going to press back it's on that. It's not fine, guys. It's not No, fine. I'm going to press back on that. When as VP fine. did he say Chinaman? 
It might have been before BP. Okay. I don't. I don't want to get into the specifics of year and context. Okay. I just want the the folks to know that he said Chinamen. What? Um, we, and you I would least have to say when he said it. Guys, I don't know. He's been around a long time. <laughs> but the, the important thing is, Train Katrina Arista. Would you be shocked if he said Chinamen again? But then corrected himself quickly after. But would you be shocked? No. No. no, but I'm trying to find where he said it, and I can't find it right now. You, yeah, that should come up on a quick Google. I can't find. Oh, malarkey! Malarkey is my other favorite Joe Biden word. Right. Malarkey. But let's be clear: there's a difference between malarkey and that other one. Yeah, that's like the New Jersey governor calling people knuckleheads. Like it's a little bit endearing. It kind of plays to. <laughs> It plays to the New Jersey esque, and Joe Biden had that for a while. Of like the he'll he'll he's a straight shooter, right? Mm-hmm. He'll say what he means, and he's not trying to be PC. But now, um, and may I may I add, I don't subscribe to the quote unquote being PC. That was just that's not me. But anyway, <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> I don't know, guys. It's falling apart as I talk. I, didn't want people, I, I really I didn't think want people I should have went with a rest on me. this. No, 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 no. It's circling back. And mm-hmm. by circling back, I'm saying Joe does need to debate. He needs to debate because exactly what Katrina said, if he doesn't, it's going to be the only subject. And it's going to be wild flying rumors about his incompetency. And he's got to debate, but he's got to hold himself the fuck together. Mm-hmm. And not say some dumbass shit. I agree. He won't. I agree wholeheartedly. He won't. <laughs> I agree wholeheartedly. I will say, uh, before we go to Arista, uh, cursory Google, Google search finds <laughs> no use of Joe Biden using that no, slur. No, I swear None. it. I know it to my core. I, you know it to your core. Here's the thing. You find it, and I will apologize on the next podcast for calling you a liar. Because it. it's not there. You can't find it. Um, Arista, go ahead. I have a couple of things. Uh, one, I just want a debate because I want Joe Biden to threaten Donald Trump to a push-up contest because I'm sure that's going to happen. Yep. Uh, two, I'll fight you I out want... back in the schoolyard. <laughs> yeah, let's like let's go right now, Jack. No malarkey. <laughs> let's go, Jack. Like... No malarkey. I'll punch. I'll <laughs> I'll suck you right in the kisser. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I would bet, like, I, I, it's probably more likely he will say that than he wouldn't. So I want to watch that just for the entertainment, even yep. though I will die inside. Yeah. Uh, two, uh, I want Vice President Kamala Harris to debate Vice President Mike Pence. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, uh, Kamala Harris, excuse me, I mispronounced her name. Three. I thought you said uh, Kamala, but go ahead. Uh, three. Um, I, I do think, and this is my more serious thing, I think this is a... 4D chess move by the Trump campaign because I don't think Trump is the one. I, I think Trump's the one who doesn't want to debate. Right. So I think he's trying to goad Biden into not doing it so that way, like, he can get so Trump can get what he wants while also being able to say, oh, see, Biden's scared, you know, that sort of thing. You really think Trump doesn't want to debate? Yes. No, let not. Sorry. Really? Let I me, do. Can I, can I rephrase that? You can. Yeah, go Trump, ahead. I don't think Trump's campaign managers want Trump to debate. Right. I think that the makes people sense. running. <laughs> Sorry, Trump does what he wants, but uh, I don't think Trump wants to try, 
Trump loves to be in front of people. I agree, but I don't think he likes to be in front of people when someone can call him out on something. Mm. I wholeheartedly don't think Donald Trump wants to debate. I think you have uh, the Donald Trump campaign like demanding that they get certain people as the moderators, right. and they're all right-wing lunatics. And like, I, I think he's doing it because he does not... I, <laughs> I, I, I truly don't... One, I don't think that... Of course, I don't think that his staff wants him to debate. His staff doesn't want him to tweet, but they don't have the courage to flush his fucking phone down the toilet. Like, they don't want him to do anything. I'm sure that when they when someone found out that he was doing the Axios interview, they literally drank until they passed out. Maybe these interviews are his debate practice. Uh, how? They're not good. Yeah. And I don't think this would be a good call to do it because, like, wholeheartedly, it's in front of people and we keep talking about it. Like, I'll say this. Um, I do agree with you, Katrina, on the fact that Hillary Clinton did a lot. She was 100 percent. Let's be clear. A much better debater than Joe Biden. Right. She's a much better debater than Joe Biden. She was much more prepared. She was much more prepared and ready to debate anybody including donald trump and she demolished him in debates but we need to remember that she is still hillary clinton so there were a lot of people who hated hillary clinton because they've been trained to hate hillary clinton since the 90s for one reason or another whether it be she wanted people to have health care way earlier than everybody else or she's just a frigid bitch or During your spiraling my apologies my apologies my apologies but we've seen polling wise Joe Biden's hitting numbers that, that that Hillary Clinton didn't hit, right? Because though Joe Biden has had a horrible backstory history, uh, and let's be clear, Hillary Clinton didn't have that horrible backstory history that Joe Biden has, uh, Joe Biden doesn't get that hate. He doesn't get that hate. Um, because he's a white man. Whether it's because he's a white man or because he's not a woman looking for a, a higher status job or whether it's because he's not a woman who it's, it's because he's not it's because he's a white man. Um, but like, I think that if if Joe Biden, again, as Arista said, and as I've said before, if Joe Biden is on the stage with Donald Trump, we know Donald Trump's going to say some crazy shit. We know he is. We 100 percent know he is. Uh, as long as Joe Biden can just kind of stay there and be the voice of reason and not get baited into dumb arguments with with Donald Trump, it'll be great. What do you think the chances of that are? I think they'll be. I think they're going to be not super high, but I think that he will not go off the handle. I think. I think, I think that there is a two percent chance that he doesn't get baited into. I think that that's going to be all the debate prep is because he yeah. doesn't have to. He doesn't have to know more facts than Donald Trump. He doesn't have to learn more facts than Donald Trump. Rather, he already knows stuff. He already is more prepared to do this job than Donald Trump is. The only thing they have to prepare him to do is not jump at at Donald Trump bait. That's all they have to prepare him to do. That's all his debate prep is. Uh, I think I saw something today that he was asked, uh, Joe Biden was asked if he would take a cognitive test, and his response was to ask the person who directed that question to them if they had substance abuse issues. God damn it, Joe! <laughs> God no. damn it! What? It, it was just a Twitter headline. I didn't look into it. Oh, thank God. All right, then I'm good. I can at least pretend that I don't know. I don't believe it exists. Was he, did he say, like, what are you, drunk? Or... What are you drunk? I works. Literally, just share you, you all. I saw. Are you a junkie? Oh, oh, wait, hold on. This is oh, a Snopes no. article. This is a Snopes article. Thank God. 
Did Joe Biden ask the reporter, are you a junkie? Please say false. And it's Please say correct. False. God damn it! God oh, no. damn it, Joe! Well, During guys. a panel interview with journalists of color, oh, presumed U.S. Democratic 2020 presidential nominee Joe Biden uh, provided prodded by an interview to comment whether he would take a cognitive test to prove his mental fitness, replied, are you a junkie? Wow. <laughs> Just say drunk. Don't say junkie. Anything All right. else would have been better. Honestly, guys, anything. Speaking of fact-checking, checking, wow, mm, that bottle of wine is good. Um, fact-checking, he did not say Chinamen. He said the Orient. There we I go. I don't know where I got Chinamen. No, no, I'm no. check myself. I will say, well, hang on. What he said isn't better, but 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 it's not the one. But it's still not good. Like we'll we'll one hundred percent admit. Like Joe Biden's still an old white man. He's still a septuagenarian white man. He still has these things in his head that he thinks are okay to say, and that are one hundred percent not okay to say. Um, but I, I'm like, I don't think he said the other thing, <laughs> but, but thank My you bad, for everyone. You're good. No, look, you called it out. You fixed it. We're good. <laughs> I just, I just think that the, since they're already running ads on Biden saying, oh, Biden's scared and alone in his basement in Delaware. Right. And they're, and they're, and they're editing photos of yeah. Biden places that aren't his basement to show that he's in his basement. <laughs> so they're framing it. So they're framing that fine. Sure. But all Biden has to do is just not be scared and alone in his basement. And that's it. It's a win. It's a win for Biden. He's not with... scared and alone in his basement. Exactly. When when Correct. the when the protest when the protest started breaking out, what you know what this motherfucker did? He went out and talked to protesters. Like, like, let's be clear, that's what this motherfucker did. He went out in a mask and and talked to protesters about what they were protesting about and how they felt about it. That's I mean, that's where, what Joe where, Biden did. Where was Donald Trump when the protests happened? On, I don't know. I, I want to say in a bunker arguing that we should ga tear gas them and then getting them tear gas so he can go hold a Bible and take a photo. And then so when someone said, and when someone said, whose Bible is that? He said, it's a Bible. <laughs> so you're saying that Trump was scared alone in his basement. He was <laughs> technically, he was technically scared alone in an America's basement. <laughs> where he should have been. He should have been on that Bahamas flight with the NRA. What, what? That's where he should have been. They're getting that Bahamas shit in there. Um, We're going to close it up, but this was fucking really really fun um I, arista do you have anything that's going on that you'd like to talk about uh you've already mentioned the arista's movie adventure quite a few times um so i appreciate the plug there listen to it uh we went on a little hiatus there for about a month now we're back we're better than ever we just watched contagion we're gonna watch uh some more stuff coming out do depending you, on when can you give a, can you give us can you give us a preview what are some movies like one thing i would like and i'm i'm just going to be honest with you one thing i would like and i know that i get it because i'm in the group chat so sometimes i get like i get like a, a an advance of what the movies are going to be can you give us a scoop at least one of the movies we're going to mm -hmm. be watching before that way we can watch them and then fucking get to you know listen along and be fucking cool like you go ahead well, the, the, I'm the drunk. Future, I'm so sorry. I'm real drunk right now. <laughs> a future episode I would like to do, depending on when Joe Biden announces his goddamn vice president pick, which should have been yesterday. This week. What the fuck, Joe? What the fuck? I wanted to watch the movie Vice, which is about Dick Cheney, and discuss 
how you know how bad Dick Cheney was and the roles of the vice president. Mm-hmm. And so that is coming on the horizon. Yeah. And uh, Chris, Christian Bale yeah. playing a playing a man who uh, just randomly has angry outbursts. It's really hard for him to play. It must have been yeah. hard for and him to figure all that. Dick Cheney does. <laughs> I just wanted to do that link. It was really funny. Um, so you're gonna watch Vice. Is that for your next episode or coming down the line? It's a coming down the line. Whenever, whenever I watch it and organize uh, recording it. Can I? Can I pitch you something while we're here on Alcoholics? Yeah, May sure. I pitch you something? Yeah. So, um, I know you like to watch out there movies, and I know <laughs> the actor that we're looking at that does out there movies is our main man. Nicholas Cage. You do not need to try to convince me to watch a Nick Cage movie. Oh, no, no. I'm not trying to convince you to watch a Nick Cage movie. Every one I'm of trying them? to watch I'm trying to convince you to watch several Nick Cage movies. Now, okay. we are currently in August. Nicholas Cage was born in January. January, Nick Cage month. Oh, I know. Oh, oh, I know. I'm you, aware. Yes, you know Nick Cage month? Yo, yeah, I, I've made this. I've done this before. Every okay. January, I've like tried to watch some Nick Cage movies. Please, please, I've been. I literally said to Katrina like not too long ago. I'm like, he needs to do just January is only Nick Cage films. Yeah. And again, if you watch Con Air, I want to be on that episode. <laughs> oh, absolutely, uh, Con Air, Face Off. My favorite Nick Cage movie is Vampire's Kiss. <laughs> I won't watch that. <laughs> knowing, Knowing is a really whacked out one too. Um, <laughs> Uh, Wicker Man. There's, I love all of them. So, guys, yeah. this this impacts me too. I just <laughs> I live with Arista. Oh, no. see, I hope he needs to have you on one of these episodes. Oh, I'm gonna just take over the podcast one time because yeah. I'm bitter now that I really haven't been truly invited. Like, he's, fake he's, news. He's maybe been Wrong. like, "Do you wanna?" And then. <laughs> He won't follow that up. He won't say, like, you should come on. Come on the podcast. It'll be fun. He doesn't do that. Whereas wow. Fran and Katrina, they, you know, they work for me. Can and I? when I came on wait, this wait, we podcast. Work for you. <laughs> no, like, you, you oh. were like, guys, come on, come on, got Caitlin. It, it'll it. be fun. You won't sound like an idiot. And I said, maybe I will. But... <laughs> and then you're like, I, yeah, let's get in here. And then you're like, you know, Joe Biden said C, right? <laughs> My bad. My no, bad, cool. guys. That's cool. But cool. it's, it's it's hella fun. But you know what? I'm gonna take over Arista's podcast one day, and I'm not watching all those Nick Cage movies. And that's that's my Let's, take. Caitlin, wait. you should invite me on for that episode, wait. and we'll just do a lady. Wait, wait, honestly, yeah. honestly, and I'm not kidding. And I'm I know I'm pitching this now, and I'm pitching it during the podcast. Can we do like one where literally I'm not on Alcoholics and Arista's <laughs> not on Arista's movie adventure and you two and whatever guests you want talk about whatever the fuck you want? Because oh, yeah. one, uh, as men, Arista and I talk way too fucking much. We have way too much influence over whatever nonsense that happens and we shouldn't. And I know that the his podcast is literally called Arista's Movie Adventure, but you know what? Fuck him. It should be <laughs> Caitlyn's Movie Adventure. And I'm in on Caitlyn's Movie Adventure. I think that you two should do that one as a full episode. And I think it should happen in the next, I want to say, four weeks. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Take over. Arista, what do you think? <laughs> hey, 
Perfect. It's less work I have to do. <laughs> if you need a producer, let me know. I can get this episode recorded. I'm not fucking kidding. Let me know. I feel like we should wrap this episode up. Let's wrap this episode up. Uh, Caitlin, do you have anything you're looking to promote or whatever? Caitlin's movie event. Yeah, um, it's my movie adventure. Um, it's going to be great. Hell yeah. And all, all I'm looking forward to in the next couple weeks, guys, is getting some goddamn furniture. That's it. That's it. Uh, That's right. You guys are, you both are like waiting for that couch that might never arrive. May, May 15th, we ordered a couch. It is August 8th. Yeah. <laughs> guys, Alcoholics listeners, if you see a headline about a woman in the Philly area who goes into a Raymore and Flanagan <laughs> and creates terror. Philly woman me. burns down Raymore and Flanagan. Yeah. It me. So. <laughs> It may. Before we go, can I ask uh, Caitlin and Katrina d- for your movie adventure? Oh my god! Do you have an idea of what kind of movie you'd like to do, or are you just doing whatever kind of movie, I, whatever? I need some time. Okay. I defer to the beautiful Katrina. I need some time because I found that she's always right and she always wins Katan. So. God damn it! All right, now we're gonna fucking really Hold end on. it. I won Katan. No, we're gonna really end it. I'm done talking about Katan. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Katrina, do you have anything to promote? No. no. Good. Um, listen to this podcast. Listen to my episode of Arista's movie adventure. Listen to uh, Caitlin and Katrina's movie adventure whenever that comes out. Hopefully in the next at least four weeks. I want to produce it. Um, thank you all for listening to the podcast. By the way, Chuck Schumer, maybe shut the fuck up about schools opening being good for the economy. Um, Agreed. thank you all for listening. We will see you next week and cheers.